is ghetto. I wanna leave. Can you beam me up? I'm out on the street by the corner store. You know the one on 15th. Got a bright shirt on, so I'm easy to see. I've been down here stranded indefinitely. I can't reach my planet, but I need to leave. You should see these people. It's hard to believe how they treat each other. It's hard to conceive. Oh, Earth is ghetto. I want to leave. Oh, Earth is ghetto. I want to leave. I want to Good morning, you fine ass motherfuckers. <laughs> morning, bays and bays, and welcome to the Earth is Ghetto podcast. Um, I am Sid. Uh, <laughs> Sid, which please don't call me a bitch, and my amazing co host. It's your girl, it's your boy, it's your neither, Aaron, your favorite bush queen. We got some things to get into, child, but first, we got to do our usual mental health check in. Um, yes. How you feeling, girl? I'm um, mentally exhausted. <laughs> I am. I'm mentally exhausted. Um, I sometimes really wish that I wasn't um, conscious, um, figuratively and literally. Um, I would rather be asleep sometimes. I think that's um, that's sadly where um, where I'm at, especially when I'm reading even more stuff about, you know, more of our rights being taken away, people now going to jail for um, having abortions or people who suspect that they have abortions, like unlawfully putting people in jail for it. It's just a lot. So I'm tired. I'm fucking tired. I, I feel like right now, I feel like I'm just here. Just... <laughs> Like, I'm not like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. But it's just, I'm just coexisting on this shit rock that we live on right now. I'm just here, just trying to make it day by day, hour by hour. I I think I'm trying to get back into, you know, main character living. Um, yes, the world is burning down around me. Um, who knows? Did I give them the match? I don't fucking remember. But... Uh, <laughs> Regardless of, I'm still um, trying to, I feel like that's going to be like the biggest um, thing for um, anybody who believes in this platform is trying to be happy despite trying to find joy, even though trying to find, you know what I mean? I feel like that's going to be, that's really our, our challenge just generally. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to get over the fact that as much shit that is going on in this world, it's still people out there who are dedicated to making other people's lives even more shitty. And that's what I'm just trying to still process. A hundred percent. No, I, I agree with you. So Wilton. getting into this. Oh, I had me uh, thinking about that theme song this whole weekend. It's so catchy. Like, it's just so catchy, period. Can black people be racist? That might depend. Uh, I feel like it might depend on the group. 
I feel like towards white people, I don't really think so. But then towards maybe a Hispanics or whatever, possibly. That depends on how your your different views on racism. Like a lot of people think that because of things that white people did to us that we can't be racist. Mm. Oh. Well, I guess, uh, Aaron, I'll I'll go ahead and hand it over to you. Uh, what made you even pick this topic in the first place? So, after the show Friday, because as you know, we talked about power dynamics and how the system works, and I said, and I still stand by this all the way, or by the way, y'all can stay mad. I said that I believe that all white people are inherently racist when we think about the system that they benefit from and could overthrow and like but they don't because they know that they have privilege from it and that very system that they benefit from is hurting black and brown folks so i look at it as more than just an action i look at it as more than just like a characteristic or whatever i look at it as a system from which someone benefits from that is hurting me and that is why i say that all are handling race but when i said that this white some random white person sent me a dm after the show was over saying that when you said that all white people are racist, I want to say that that was racist in itself for you to say that. And this is why I think that black people can be racist too and are starting to have some power. And I'm like, girl, it went right over his head, what I just said. So when I said, like, again, obviously I'm not talking about, you know who you are. I'm not, I'm, I'm not the type to say not all white people or not all this or not all that. Like, you know that. Because if I say that, then that's going to leave room for the people who are actually fucked up and problematic to think, oh, well, he's not talking about me. No, I'm not going to give you that luxury. So that's why I'm not going to sit here and say not all white people. If it hits you, it hits you. I'm done. <laughs> oh well i i don't um one of the things that i do want to say is that when we are talking so in short uh can black people be racist no because the word that you used was racist um so we do not have the hegemonic power to actually be racist because remember it's a racist system it's more than just i don't like you bitch like <laughs> there's a big difference and i feel like a lot of white people get confused about that um that because black people absolutely can be uh, uh, prejudiced they can be bigoted they can be bullies they can all kinds of shit but you know what they can't do they can't deny you for a bank loan on a national level they can't go ahead and change the median income for um for white households versus black households they aren't going you your uh, white people aren't going to have a third of what a black, uh, what our average black incomes household is going to be. They're not gonna have to deal with redlining. They're not gonna have to deal with getting into their car and perhaps not being able to come back from a simple drive or what they thought was going to be a routine traffic stop. Mm. Like I, the, when we talk about racism, we're talking about systems of power. Now, cause you have to remember, they're not really going to be in a, in a power where they can actually deny you for a job. Not on this level. People aren't understanding. I feel like what they really want to do is say, well, guess what? They were mean to me. So that is racism. And, and I really need you to remember that's not what racism is. It's more than just, oh my goodness, my Velveeta Voldemort motherfucker. All right. Like that's that's not that's not racism. I need you to understand. And the reason why it's not and the N word is, is because there's not like uh, generations of white people where that was the last thing they heard before they died. 
but that is the case with the n-word so that's just what we're gonna go with yes absolutely because for example girl if i say girl well you look like some mayonnaise or some uh girl they're like oh well that's racist but is that the last thing that you heard before you died like that's the thing for example a black person says damn i'm sick of white people a white person says damn i'm so sick of black people which one do you think sounds worse and why you have to think about the root cause of why this specific person is saying that. So if, yes, if I say, well, damn, all these fucking white people think about the system that is hurting me, which they benefit from. When I say I'm sick of white people as compared to a white person saying I'm sick of black people and pick yourselves up by your bootstraps and shit. That's why I'm saying, I, I really like how you said that we can't be racist. However, we can be because white supremacy is so strong we can be agents of white supremacy because we see it all the time, especially on this fucking app. We can definitely be agents of white supremacy, but racist, racism, no. And especially, but, and this is also does not mean that black people cannot oppress. And usually when we talk about that type of oppression, we're talking about black men. And remember, we're still not saying that they, those same black men can actually oppress white people. No, they can oppress women. They can oppress, especially oppress black women. They can go ahead and oppress, uh, oppress uh, black queer people because there's a hierarchy when it comes to this shit. But you remember on the same end, they still cannot oppress you because you are white. The system's always gonna be on your side. Even if they decide to say whatever, how many times do you just have to call the police and that black person goes away and never comes back and now he's a hashtag? You have to understand it, everything is on your side. So you, we have to, we can't let, uh, hurt feelings color you, you can't let hurt feelings color your reality because that's not the reality and and um just because and your reality is not the reality so let's get that out of the way as well they'll be like well i never experienced that and i don't want to hear it we got some messages Issa, hey girl good morning good morning aaron good morning sid earth is ghetto can black people be racist hell no <laughs> no but i just posted a meme on instagram i tagged you guys in it because i made me think of today's show um with a white woman who <laughs> Claims that Karen is equivalent. No, not even equivalent. Karen is a worse slur than the N-word. Because misogyny outweighs slavery. I I don't know either. But, um, yeah, I just thought it was pretty interesting that... It's interesting that people who... <sighs> have so much privilege are fighting to be oppressed right now. I don't know. I don't know what's the new craze with being oppressed, but yeah, child. It's amazing to me. I actually have the meme you sent uh, pulled up. It says, um, the K word, <laughs> Karen, the K word is stronger than the N word, at least currently. Misogyny and patriarchy has been around longer than slavery. So let's just not use either. Stop saying Karen. Karen is a sexist and racist term equivalent to the N-word for white women. Calling a woman Karen is an attempt to get rid of women's right to stand up for themselves. <sighs> Y'all want to be oppressed so badly. 
like this is why I be seeing videos of them acting a damn fool and telling police officers to handcuff them. Handcuff me up. I want to feel it. the experience. And gr- <laughs> so, so this is what's crazy to me: how a white woman can basically say, "Guess what? This this is what is so offensive to me. Karen is so offensive to me, and more offensive than the N word." but I won't even say what the N-word is. I don't feel like anybody's listening to themselves these days. I don't feel like they're even trying. And the fact that they, somebody wrote that and posted it is amazeballs to me. So I really think that um, the, these kind of false equivalencies um, are dangerous, right? Because we have um, younger white people coming up being like, well, I don't want them to make me feel bad because I'm white, because I have rights too. And you're like, my nigga, I need you <laughs> to, to open your eyes, read a book, see who else is getting arrested, see how you aren't in handcuffs. Okay. So, um, but I, I guess what, one of the, the questions that I, I really have at this point are, um, is there any convincing or is there is there something that we should even be doing about this? Because I feel like at this point, I'd rather you just die stupid. If you say two plus two equals five, I'll be like, yeah, girl, because you got to carry the one. Like, I don't even care at this point. <laughs> I don't think there's nothing we can do at this point. They're a lost cause. For them to say it's the same thing as being called the N-word. So let me tell you, Karen, when someone calls you that, did you die after? Was you killed after you heard that word? Because a lot of times when black folks, and hell, still to this day, because lynchings are still happening, when black people hear the word nigga from a white person, they're usually dead after. So, did you die when you was bitching and complaining about you not being able to get no uh, stale-ass bread from Walmart, and you want to call the manager, and someone calls you a Karen? Did you die after that, or did you just take your unseasoned uh, grits-ass home and just, that's just what it was? Well, they also had to cry. And, you know, we got to apparently we have to make sure there's a black life for any one of those tears that actually make it out of their fucking faces. Um, What do I have to say? I I really feel like at this point, I feel like this is such a shitty. I feel like this is uh, what a shitty conversation. (laughs) because think about it black people are the ones especially black queer folks black trans people dying not being able to get regular health care black women are dying in hospitals whenever they're having babies like it and and we're like you know why can't black people be racist and i'm just like so so have you been listening because it's like yeah i know i hear all that but also she called me a karen and then she said that all of my meat was unseasoned and that I've never made a good potato salad in my life. And Tanisha said she really liked it and she wanted me to bring it back to Stop it. <laughs> because she said that I no longer benefit from the system. Oh my God. No. <laughs> I just wanted my Starbucks. Oh my God. And my tuna salad with raisins in it. And now that I can have that and she said that about me, I can no longer fucking do what the fuck I want to do. Listen, and, I, and I'm really just getting to the point where it's like, I hate these type of gaslighting type conversations because we're ne- we have never been in a place of power. Now, if we want to talk about how we can be agents of white supremacy, you have me all the way on board because Absolutely. guess what? And I've spoken about it but how many times? White people are, the, are, are like the global minority. So guess what? Racism doesn't work without us. 
It doesn't work without black and brown folks uh, there to uphold it. Same with misogyny and the patriarchy. It doesn't work without the rest of us upholding that shit too. If it was just them, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have that fucking toxic ass system because the rest of us would be actually actively trying to break it down. I'm glad you said it's important that we agents of white supremacy because that's how strong anti-blackness and white supremacy is so badly that we have black folks saying team dark skin, team light skin, and you you talk you being too masculine, you need to turn it to, to black women and homophobia within towards all black queer folks, and it's a lot to it. And let's not even get into the the hoteps. They don't even realize that they're agents of white supremacy as well, Hebrew Israelites and all this other stuff. So yes, we can be agents of it, but to sit here and say that we can be racist and we as if we benefit from this system, no. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. <laughs> uh, you can go ahead and place the messages. Yeah, I'm gonna try and run through these. <laughs> I want to try to like explain this the best I can, and if I'm speaking out of turn, you can let me know. But like, there, there's always these people, and I notice it a lot on stereo that get on, and they're like, I feel like I have an original thought, and that I've discovered that other people can be racist too. You know, and I'm going to set out to prove it, and that's the hill I'm going to die on. And I'm going to defend my right to be a dick to everybody else. Mm. But the same thing I always, you know, go back to saying to those people that, that'll hop on and, you know, they, they're trying to prove that they're not the only ones that can be called racist or whatever. What I try to explain to them is that obviously you want to learn something, and maybe it's just time to listen, but it's hard to get that that message out because people are so ready to be defensive anyway. It's it's hard for some people to separate the dogma that they were raised in or the racist kind of, you know, inherently racist indoctrination that they've grown up around. Absolutely. I also like to add the only form of racism that black folks have is within their own um within their own race and that is colorism. Woo. So that's the only form of quote unquote racism that goes on within the black community. Um, yeah. So sorry, Karen. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. It's a read. Yes, absolutely. The right to be oppressed. I cannot stand it. There's so many people that feel the need to have some kind of systemic struggle because they see it highlighted for the first time ever and they feel left out. Um, you know, they could, they could try to say that they don't feel left out and really they're just trying to even the playing field or whatever. <laughs> Come the fuck on, dude. You just feel left out and you want to defend your right to be oppressed when it's not real. Absolutely. What's good, Erin? Hey, sis. Shout out to the room. And yes, please speak on the way, like the way that white women have actually weaponized their salty ass tears is killing me. Um, I just, I'll never forget the woman who was in Victoria's Secret just trying to pay for her shit. And that woman had a full blown, like two year old temper tantrum. Not even sure what. Then she proceeded to chase the girl around the store, you know, and like the store manager or, or some lady was like, well, why don't you just leave her alone? Like she is chasing me. 
And I'm not going to stop recording her because if she puts her hands on me and I pop in her motherfucking face and knock her ass out, then it's going to be an issue. And I just feel like when those types of things happen, when we're under attack, we don't really get the same amount of protection. Whereas the police would have been called. Somebody would have tackled one of us. It's it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. There's a history and it's still happening to this very day of black people being killed due to white women's tears. We white women know that when they cry, the whole world has to stop. Everyone stop what you're doing. They know that. So when they cry and this, you know, oh, well, he must be a threat. And what could he have? He had to have done something. They know that. That's what would be acting a fool up in damn Starbucks and Victoria's Secret and all these places because they know the power that their white tears have. And you said something earlier about um, going back to how we can't be racist, but we can be agents of white supremacy, how black some of these black men or oh. like the white women of the I want you to explain how to explain yes. that more because I like how um, you said that. <laughs> Okay, so at least, um, and I have to also send this uh, sound bite to Issa as well. Uh, but when it comes to, like, especially when it comes to um, the actual hierarchy, and if we actually look at the way that Black men have gone about things, they really are the, because I, I, at first I was going to be like, oh, so they're the white men of gender. But then I realized, no, they're not the white men of gender because they don't have any actual power. They have perceived power. So in actuality, they're actually the white women <laughs> of gender because they're still able to weaponize. They're still able to oppress, but they are still looking to the white man as to where they're going to swing the pendulum. Where are we going to go, Massa? Is it over here with our gender binary bullshit? Is it going to be over here where women have to be inside the house? You know what I'm saying? Because they're still looking to patriarchy as their game plan as to how they're going to go about and conquer life, I suppose. Mm. And we know that patriarchy was not meant for black men. I have to keep saying that because they keep trying to use it to divide and conquer. And clearly you see that this is why the black community is so divided because of white patriarchy. Black men, patriarchy was not made for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have to keep saying that. And I think that what, what really sucks is the fact that we are, oh my goodness, we're so stuck. We are so, we're just all in that, uh, the patriarchy chokehold so much so that even when we're trying to fight and advocate for ourselves, we're still using the patriarchy handbook to do so. Um, and we've seen that with the hoteps. We've seen that with, you know, because they talk about breaking down the nuclear black family and mm. not realizing, like, you do realize that is, any, uh, uh, that is a white supremacistic talking point, right? We're talking about, oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter about all the drugs that's being funneled into your neighborhoods. It's the fact that fathers aren't at home. <laughs> like, like, let's let's actually be be actually honest with ourselves. And I feel like that's one of the things um, that this subject has, especially this one tagline. It's just intellectually dishonest. Um, now, are we saying that um, people can't go ahead and weaponize their blackness? Absolutely. Now, that's mm, what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's different. That's a different subject. We're going to move on to the to the next topic real quick so we can get this out of the way. And this is probably going to be a quick I'm going to run to these last three messages first. Oh, yeah, of course. Nobody loves black people more than I do. And I'll tell you <laughs> why. 
because I'm actually black, you know. If you look at my face, orange is the new black. You know, you know, it, this is probably why we had some of this whole... <laughs> This is probably why we had this whole black for Trump thing because they say, you know, it's close enough. I'm sorry, continue. I feel like this is actually a very simple topic that we make complicated for no reason. Um, when we're talking about a system, then of course uh, it isn't really relevant what an individual is doing. So if we're talking about systemic racism, individuals can't really change like the flow of the ocean. But individually speaking, and we're talking about the sort of individual racism that we usually talk about, we're just talking about what that person thinks, what that person does. And obviously, one person in that sense can be racist. So yeah, sure, black people can be individually racist. And that's what we're usually talking about. But systemically speaking, uh, the question becomes, can one person change the tides? And the answer to that is no, of course not. Yeah. Oh, and... Since, since we are on stereo, we can't really talk about this conversation without discussing people like Hoteps, like uh, uh, people from, you know, black, black Israelites and such. And these people are monstrous and often indistinguishable from white nationalists, essentially. And they're just, uh, they've changed white to black and they're able to cite more historical racism mm. because obviously uh, white Nats can't do that. These people are monsters and need to be treated as such because they... Uh, they do recognize systemic racism, but they quite like it and they want it to be in their direction much of the time. You'll hear these people also arguing for segregation and for inferiority and like the sort of a history and uh, the mm. same kind of like nasty stuff, which is why racism systemically and individually is bad in the first place. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. take um, to just take white male patriarchy and put black on it is basically all it is. And um, I think the especially when you talk about the segregation talking point i feel like there's especially quite a bit of gaslighting in, whenever they have that conversation because let's be real whenever black people had something dope white people came and destroyed it but when it was just black people we were creating all this dope shit so they're saying guess look at all the dope things that we were creating before when we were by ourselves versus now that we are integrated so on and so forth and we're like i feel like it's less to do with integration and the fact that there were that was just genocide but that's mm. cool that you turned that into that talking point, didn't know that's where we were going with that, instead of saying, like, it, like I, I hate the fact that they'll, they, they really pick and choose. And when, um, you know, um, I'm so glad that Blaine said that because they really are a menace and, and they um, are almost indistinguishable, just like he said, uh, from white nationalists. And I feel like it, that should be scary. Uh, especially when you're seeing so many similarities. They want the wife to be in the home, so does the Klansman. The Klansman hates homosexuals, so does they. Like when you hear your talking points being echoed by people that used to hang you up on sticks, you know what, let me hush, sorry. Um, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I just, I'm sorry, because you know, the sense, because... the sense it's not making, it's just like the math's not mathing, everything's clicking down, um, <laughs> like I don't understand it. They're taking, again, white man's tactics and just they're doing the same thing, divide and conquer. And they want, and but yeah. when things are going to shit, oh, us black, we need to be to stand together. Nigga, you just said that my faggot ass was a threat to the black community. You just told me that to my face. Now you want me to be, uh, now you want me to stand with you. It's like, girl, you can't, you, you can't have both. Which one is it? <laughs> 
for real. And I feel like that's one of the things that um, is um, really alarming. The fact that they can't seem to realize like there actually can be a world that we are all living equally. It just means that you have to sacrifice your dream of being on top. You have to sacrifice your dream of privilege. I know it's hard. You've been holding on to the white man's dick for so long. You've been like, if I could be like you, I get it. But I'm just telling you right now, at the end of the day, I, there's a lot of us, especially those of us who are not on that top rung, um, that need to be advocated for. And we can't see that in you. So why the fuck would we let you lead us? Because they think that, oh, if it worked for white people, it can work for us. So black women, when I talk, you listen. Because I've seen panels like that. It was sometimes it'd be like a panel just sits at black men. And then when a black woman speaks, you need to know your place and who she thinks she talking to when all she's doing is just telling her the experiences that she's going through with black men well she's she must be anti-black and she's trying to tear down the black man and when i talk you listen she needs to know her place y'all sound just like <laughs> they sound just like white women think about it whenever there's black women in a room and we're talking about our experiences and they as soon as we're just talking about our experiences somebody want to stand and be like well i'm not racist that wasn't me come on jennifer <laughs> Don't lie. I've always been very inclusive. And <laughs> come on, sir. No, like, seriously. Um, and they uh, and then when you and you're just trying to explain your feelings, you're just trying to let people know what your perspective is. And like when this happens, this is how I feel. And it ends up really being like in reality too much, too much for them. Mm-hmm. We have a message yeah, like, from Real Talk. Hey, Real Talk. Yo, so, great topic. <laughs> great topic. I have this topic, like, I feel like once every couple months. I don't know what definition people are using. I always say this. In the just Googleable definition, yes, black people can be racist. Now, when you get into more of the complicated, you know, when you get into deeper forms of racism, right, like, can black people be structurally or institutionally racist i would say no at least not right now uh maybe in certain municipalities we can attempt to be but ultimately we don't control like whole state governments right um now i do think that black people can be intrapersonally racist like i can exhibit racism as an individual to you as an individual right so but there's levels to this shit right Absolutely. I, and I feel like because when white people, white people would do this thing was like, well, a long time ago, at this one time when I had to think really hard about it, a black person called me some mayonnaise. So black people can be racist, too. It's like, girl, that's not how that works. <laughs> that's not how I, that works. Uh, woo, woo, woo. I'm sorry, boo. That's not <laughs> that's not how any of this works. And I also um, just want to put out there that I, the one of the reasons that I feel like Aaron uh, picked this topic in particular was because um, we don't want you to be gaslit into thinking that this is real. Right. Because a lot of people, like, again, they have to think really hard about like a needle in a haystack situation of when a black person says something to them. It's like, 
oh, well, Dante said that I put uh, raisins in my tuna salad. So that means black people can be racist. It's like, girl, that's not how that works. And I think that's very important that we put that out there. So when you have people, white women saying, well, you called me a Karen, and that's the same thing as me calling you a nigger. So I don't think, I'm like, girl, did you get hung on the tree after someone called you a Karen? <laughs> I don't think so. Like, oh, like, um, it's just not real. I don't want you to be gaslit into thinking that this is something. Oh, somebody hurt my feelings and I'm crying. Like there was actually, um, I don't know if you remember, there was a, a, a video that was going across TikTok for a while where I guess this white mom who was cradling her little crying, crying white daughter. And she was like, go ahead and repeat to me what Janelle said to you. I'm making up names. Uh, repeat to me what she said to you. She said, she said, yo, I can't, yo, this shit was so ridiculous. I was dying, yo. She said that um, her mom won't let me invite her to my house because I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> like this bit, yo, I'm talking, listen, I don't know. I, this is how I swear white people can totally catch the Holy Ghost when they want to. Same thing with that white bitch in Victoria's Secret where she was laying on the floor just shaking, just shaking and shaking. So I feel like <laughs> it's very weird. Don't let them tell you they can because they can. Yeah, they can connect um, to their forefathers when they want to. <laughs> their forefathers. Forefathers, not their ancestors. Let's be specific. No, but um, I really feel like this is the kind of thing why I say like shit like this can really be so dangerous rhetoric like this because they will still use it to weaponize against you. And when I say they can weaponize their their whiteness against you, I remember I was living with um, somebody and I was just, you know, I was basically in the basement and I was renting and things were fine, but I didn't realize the chick who lived above me really hated my ass. And you know, I'm living through life. Like I don't, I don't even pay you rent, bitch. I don't give a fuck. So uh, then come to find out um, that she was leaving notes on my door and I could actually hear her talking outside my door. I'm like, damn, if you gonna do this, why can't you be further where I can't hear you? And she said, um, and I quote, um, I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want because what is she gonna do? And if she does anything, I'll just call the police and you know what they're gonna do. And I was like, oh wow, this bitch wants me dead. I didn't know that's where we were. <laughs> you gotta go kill your black ass. <laughs> I just wanted a place to live. Why are y'all on ten? Jesus. I'm like, like, and I and I didn't know. I was just like, damn, is it because I didn't like want to make friends with you because like you're a neighbor I don't give a fuck about your existence and, and I'm sorry for people that do and think that that's neighborly I don't I don't believe in that I was homeschooled I live inside the house so I don't I don't you know I don't feel like I have to um and then afterwards I ended up leaving because I was just like listen I can't put this bitch on ice or in a sour jar fast enough before she kills me so I'm just gonna go ahead <laughs> and move the fuck out and that's the truth uh, you can go ahead and play some of the uh, messages. Okay, I'm going to run through these. The thing about Black people being racist or Black supremacists or that whole idea of that, I know y'all probably ain't going to play this one, damn, because I'm at the end. But 
it's the ironic the ironic part of that is they are agents of white supremacy. So even with this flip over of thinking that black supremacy is a thing, it's still working in favor of white supremacy, if that makes sense. Like <sighs> that's why I call them agents of white supremacy. Y'all know who I'm talking about, but yeah. Yeah, like we didn't create this ourselves. It all came from them. <laughs> it feels so tiresome. Like to explain this over and over. Peace to the panel. Listen to this process, organize this process, experience this process, watch this process. So this is the order in which this how this aspect goes. White domination is the control of resources, territory, economics, and education. When you dominate those aspects, it gives you the belief called white supremacy, that I am supreme because I have dominated things. So it's the belief that is founded based off white domination. Now, now that you have white supremacy, which is coming from white domination, it is being protected by white racism. White racism is the act that I could treat you this way or do this to you because I am superior to you based off of a belief that gave that got birth from being from dominating aspects. Yes, and I also feel like oh. No, I was just going to say and also I need people to understand that it wasn't just that that they gave us. It was also homophobia. It was also transphobia. All of those things spider down for white supremacy. And the problem that I have with hoteps is they try to escape all that and be like, don't you understand how you sound like you're an oppressor? The fact that they also hate gay people, they also want women to stay in their place, that that also wasn't who we were before. Africa was colonized. My brother. All right. Like, I can't. Like, I can't. Um, so I just want people to to understand you don't get to run away from it because you're not doing that exact thing. It's in the family of white supremacy. So you're a white supremacist agent. Sorry, yes. continue. Homo- yeah, homophobia came from white supremacy. Not being gay because they think being gay is a white th- Homophobia came from white supremacy. The colonization of Africa. So now... Listen to this process, organize process, experience process, watch this process. Can black people be racist? Okay, in order for a black person to be racist, you have to go through the order. You have to dominate resources, education, um, finances, the elementals like water, the fire, gas distributions. All right. And then from you dominating and having access to really being able to control those things, this could give the belief system of black supremacy because you're running things so this gives you the feeling the belief aspect of being supreme and you will protect that ability to be supreme by using black what would be black racism that is the protection of your supremacy look you just can't do what you want to do you just can't operate how you want to operate because we run this this is something we got in control we are the better I feel you in a portion of your message where you were talking about how white domination actually comes to pass, but I'm not, okay. And and listen, don't, don't take this wrong. I'm I'm sorry. I might be a little fucked up, but you know what? It feels like when you, when, like, when I'm hearing the message, it feels like it's like wrapped in like hotep speak. So I'm trying really hard 
to be like, wait, let me get the actual point of the message. Don't stop. <laughs> like I'm, I'm trying hard, trying hard to listen. Yeah. Do we want equality or do we want privilege? Those are really the questions we should be asking ourselves. Uh, yeah, yo, I do feel like that too. Like, I feel like when white people talking about their racist experiences, most of them don't know the real shit that's being said. Like, yo, like, what, you got called the Karens, like, that's racist? Yo, like, you don't know, but some of the brothers I rock with would literally tell you to your face that you are genetically inferior as an actual human based on your skin color. Like, scientifically, you are below them. They would tell you that to your face. But you even had those kind of conversations because you're white. So you probably don't engage with people on that level because they don't fuck with you. <laughs> like, man, I feel like white people don't know, like, there's mm. some shit that could be said to them that really hurt their feelings. And they just, they just don't. They just don't hear it. It just, that's, that's hilarious. When I hear about white racism, too, it's usually stuff like that. So they said, I don't season my food. Man, that's a joke. <laughs> Shut up. Bro, like, and, and I feel like they don't understand it because they literally have no perspective on it. They don't even know what that's like. So they're just like, they're really mixing up hurt feelings with actual perceived reality, like literally. And I'm just like, no, you don't, you don't understand. Like, I grew like, listen, I, my grandparents had a church in the South. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, hang a nigga by itself. It was a white woman. I was in a stroller. I was like, grandma, are you gonna let her say this to me? Girl, that's where they like jumping off of airplanes and tall buildings and bungee jumping and shit, so they can just get a, a bit of struggle. They want to. They ain't used to having. <laughs> I, I have to like... that. I have to send you that video. This white man told the, told the police, "Ooh, handcuff me, handcuff me. I want to. I want to feel the experience. I want. I want to rush." Y'all, y'all ain't used to the struggle. It's so bad that y'all be doing some some shit like that. Yeah, and you know what's so funny? So, you know, um, one day I'll do a story time on how um, I was in a police chase, but it's fine. So I remember I was telling the story of that, um, and I remember this little uh, white kid was, um, you know, one of the, they came to the cookout. I, I was also invited to the cookout, but they were there. Um, so I remember I'm telling the story about, like, and then uh, this kid comes out of nowhere and is like, that sounds amazing. What kind of rush? Tell me how you were able to do that. I was like, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I wasn't even doing anything. I wasn't even supposed to be in the passenger side seat. Why do you think this is exciting? That was traumatic. Because it was. Because it was. And they were like, no, you don't understand. What I would give, I'd give my right leg to be able to experience something like that. Nigga, why? Girl, again, you want to be... It's, everyone want to be a nigga to so be a nigga. I ain't Oh my god! And because black people are not black dominating, we're not dominating anything besides what white uh, Europeans have allowed us to dominate basketball, entertaining. But they're they're dead. They're dominating the income office, so they actually are controlling those attributes, not us. So we don't have the ability to have access to black supremacy, which we then can use some type of force or military that can give birth or a law system that can give birth to black racism. So black people can't be racist because they don't have anything they're dominating, which gives them a belief in order to stand in order for them to have access to materials and sources and laws that can exercise the art of racism toward a people. 
So black people can't be racist. Black people just simply complain and try to say what you can't do, but they don't have no jurisdiction because they don't dominate. Okay, I understand exactly um, what you're saying. But you know where the issue is that I have right now? It's like, I feel like when, when people kind of come from the standpoint, because no, I like, because I, arguably, I, I can't argue with what you, what you said. We're talking about actual domination and Black people just don't have that actual power. But my issue is the fact that that's the goal. That like that we, let's 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 do, like this is the thing. I feel like we fall under this window of domination, and domination turns into capitalism, and capitalism turns into there's still people on the bottom. Turns into we still have oppressed people, and I feel like the issue that I'm having is that I want very badly for things to be equal. I want equity. I don't want to dominate. I want everyone to be able to have a space at the table. Like I believe that we are tear changing role, all kinds of rules and reg legislations about trans people. Why aren't there only trans people making these laws? Why aren't only women making laws for women? We wouldn't be outlying um, ectopic, uh, ectopic pregnancies, which by the way is like 100% death rate. Um, we wouldn't be like um, saying we can't abort those pregnancies if these laws were made by women because they'd be like, well, I don't want them to die. So do you understand? And I feel like I don't want people to fall under the romantic gaze of patriarchy and think, well, if we just had the power, eh, yeah, that... because <laughs> it's like it sounds like he wants it flipped. And even then, does that domination include people like me and Sydney? Well, I, this is the thing. I don't want to assume that. I'm just saying these are the ideas I'm getting from what you're saying. <laughs> but yeah. because I hear that a lot I, of talks like this from hoteps, black Israelites or whatever saying, oh, we got to dominate. But they still uh, drag the fuck out of people like me because I'm gay or Sydney because she's gay and, or uh, and one, black women like does this domination. It's not going to include people like me. So that's what I'm saying. Do you want equality or do we want privilege? And I also think, like, especially when we're talking about equality versus privilege, I think to myself as a woman where I've, I feel like I'm getting to the point where I don't even think I want kids anymore. That was such a huge part of my life. Um, the fact that I'm not sure if I'll actually get married or if this coupling thing isn't really for me. I'm like, I feel like I'm just finding shit to do other than talk to people. It's terrible. So, like, I feel like a lot of times when I explain that to people, especially people who kind of come under from under that umbrella of hotepism, they see me as a threat. They'll me tell too. me that I'm destroying the Black family mm. because I'm making some decisions for myself. And do you see how that sounds so much like patriarchy? Guess what? That one movement that you're making is going to offend me. Um, oh, you're, you're, you're gay. That's going to make me gay. You're, you're, oh, you're, you're. Listen, I never understood that. I didn't understand how that went together, but that's what they said. So, like, do you understand, like, um, where it's like, if you are not included, if you are not in, in an ideology that only includes certain Black people, then you are working under the guise of white supremacy. And I really hate to be the one to give it to you. 
because only white supremacy and patriarchy wants us to divide and conquer and will convince you that people that look like you are actually um, go going to be the ones that tear you down just for existing. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's the reason why I think I wanted this to kind of be a, a bigger conversation because we are, um, there's a lot of idiotic rhetoric out there for us to consume. There's the manosphere, there's the hoteps, there's the black Israelites, there's the all, there's so much shit. And then especially when we're seeing young people, especially um, baby queers, young black women, young femmes coming up, it really feels like the whole world fucking hates you. Mm. It really feels like there's going to be no, there's no solace. Like your parents are the way your fucking parents are, right? Go to school, God forbid, God forbid you're in uh, Texas or Florida. Um, and they, they actually are putting in laws that we have to, we have to um, out you. Like if we find out you're gay, we're gonna out you to your parents. When we already know that parents are not above threatening murder. And it's so sad because when we hear rhetoric like, again, me being queer, non-binary and queer, I get told all the time from straight black men, oh, you're black, but you're not truly black in a part of the culture because of your gayness. And I want you to know, like, this is what they want. Divide and conquer. They want us to be not unified. So when I say you're not pro-Black when you say shit like that, if you are Black and homophobic, especially to your own brother and sister, you're not pro-Black because that doesn't include all Black people. It's, it's like terms and agreements to that shit. It's pro-straight Black men. And it's really sad that they can't see that and know where it came from, truly. This is what they wanted. And quite frankly, unfortunately, it's working. Well, working really well. Because every day, we're gonna talk about some more shit today. Every day, it's, it's bullshit, I swear. Um, only got a few messages. It's Marcel. Child, she just kinda, I don't like when people feel entitled to my friendship i don't have to be friends with you you're a neighbor like you said like your existence means nothing to me unless you like die off in your apartment or something and i started to smell your body decay then at that point you know i'm gonna be like damn my neighbor got murked and you know do a little rest in peace status and move on <laughs> i don't know you i don't have to know you but yeah i don't feel entitled to my fucking friendship I don't know. I think that's a part of like when we talk generational curses, I feel a lot of time we talk about like the black community, but um, white people have generational curses too. Very murderous spirit, very murderous intent behind mm -hmm. what she said. That's fucked up. They be the main ones mm. shooting up movie theaters and shit. Oh, 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 shit. I, I'm in Colorado. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Sis. <laughs> I am so happy you didn't fall for that bullshit. I'm sorry, uh, TQ, but you need to start with that the process and the doing and the processes and that. Just say what you need to say. Stop trying to cast over people without, you know what I'm saying? Just say what you need to say. You don't have to cast over people. We hear you. We hear you, sir. We hear you. <laughs> Strikes so hard to be nice. I love my people. It's Marcel though. <laughs> yes, preach. Because my thing is, it's, it's like some, some people on here come up with all these formulas and things about, you know, seeing um, enough cartoon characters holding hands and seeing enough rainbow flags will turn you gay. And it's just like, 
Okay, bet. So put that to the test. Sit down, watch some gay porn, and tell me how many gay porn videos did you have to watch before it turns you gay? And let's just see how that works out. Where's the scientific evidence of this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I just, I'm so lost. Because let me tell you something. I could watch straight porn right now. I've tried it back when I, when, I, when I hated myself and tried to suppress it. Tried watching straight porn. That shit, I was still soft as Play-Doh. It did not work. Girl, I and, and then I was still looking at the man, his dick. I wasn't looking at no damn pussy or vagina or whatever it's called this week. I wasn't looking at that. Hey, 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 calm down. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a second. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Like, blah, everybody got shot. Okay, anyway. But no, um, I think that um, one of the, the biggest things, at least, that I've seen is that when we, we pretend certain things are indoctrination um, because it's in our face. But that's not what indoctrination even means. Do you really think that if you're indoctrinated, it's just like something that, that's plastered to a screen? Like, guess what? More gay people have come out. Da, 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 da. Like, no, it's not a commercial that comes out and be like, we're coming to town. It's not It's not a Broadway show. I need people exist. to understand. It, we, we are simply just existing. What really is indoctrination is never knowing that there's actually another sexuality out there. Growing up in rural places. And because you've only seen Disney movies and you've only gone to church, so you've only been seeing a heterosexual people make out. And then at the end of the day, you still grow up thinking, damn, that's not for me. But you know what is indoctrination? Wanting to kill yourself because you realize it's not for you. That's indoctrination. That's what we're talking about when we talk about societal oppression. Like you literally grow up not seeing yourself and then you know you're something else, but because you are something else, the whole world is telling you you're going to hell, mm -hmm. that you're ruining communities and you're a child. Do you not know how fucking insane you bitches I still sound? think that's child abuse. I think that's child abuse still. Telling your kids at a young age about, heaven, about hell and Satan and all that at a young age. Or even like, I don't believe in just putting religion on kids, period. Let them figure out, just like college, if they were, let them figure that shit out for themselves. But telling them, oh, if you don't do this, the devil gonna get you, and they're fucking five years old, that shit is dangerous. And if, and if you're so scared about TV turning your kids gay, if, okay, if the TV turns your kid gay, since we're gonna use that logic, then all you gotta do if that happens is play some heteros, uh, heteronormative shit and that turn about straight. Just do that since you think that's that's how it works. God damn. Because <laughs> as much straight shit as I see everywhere I fucking go, it's still sucking on peen. So what do you, what does that say? Bruh, how much, How I only grew up around hetero movies and I'd be like, yo, she fine. Nigga, if it's in me, it's in me. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's <laughs> and I'm young. You like this wasn't because my parents decided to uh, like uh, in, let me interact with lesbians, and I thought to myself, you know what, I'm a lesbian too. That's not that's not how it works. That's not even how life works. Is that how you found out you were straight? You know what? It's okay. Uh, messages. It's myself. Yes. I, I was just in a, another talk, a Daniel's talk, matter of fact, and he shared his experience going to one of those goddamn Christian conversion camps, bro. That's fucking sick, oh my bro. God. Like, that's sick. I went to one. 
and and motherfuckers want to talk about us trying to force ourselves on on them but y'all have conversion camps bro like here hear what you called it no it's fine serenity hey Aaron. hey motherfucking shit what he just said right there parents telling their kids that they're gonna go to hell because they are doing certain things growing up and all that's indoctrination that's fear-mongering that's literal actual abuse like but people want to pass it off because it's religion and people believe in religion and that's rude no that's indoctrination and abuse sweetheart just because he was looking at a little billy bob over there and he said mom i think he's cute and you telling him he's gonna go to fucking hell and all this other shit when he just wanted to fucking hold his hand and, and color coloring books together nigga you're abusive the fuck period go the fuck off absolutely like again like being black and queer and i'm sorry i'm just gonna say it if anyone deserves to be um quote-unquote disrespectful to religion it's black queer folks black lgbt people because we have been the most ostracized we're the most terrorized we don't have a safe space from nobody religion caused me to christianity caused me to deny myself before i even knew myself so telling me at a young age about that shit girl that is abusive I'm not trying to hear that shit and this whole suffering to get things I'm not trying to hear that dumb ass shit either I'm so sorry Danielle and she and her my bad y'all it's been it's been an off morning <laughs> no worries <laughs> um I, I really need people to to understand that um, especially when it comes to um, situations like these, we can't pretend that religion isn't one of the culprits. And we also can't pretend that religion, especially westernized religion, comes from white supremacy. We, we have to stop pretending that religion, patriarchy, and white supremacy are at this point fucking synonymous. And and I and I hate that for you, the fact that it feels like your mind is exploding, because and I and I don't even mean that in a facetious manner. I remember when I lost religion, and li- like honestly, I remember one of my first thoughts was like, "This is what Chicken Little felt like." I get it now, <laughs> because it really felt like the sky was fucking falling. Real talk. Um, so I understand how it can be shocking and fucked up. But I need you to, instead of trying to defend and defend, just listen, not to respond, but to understand for like two minutes. Right. Absolutely, girl. Um, we're going to move on to the next topic. Um, Sydney, I'm going to let you lead this one on because I oh, you geez. said it and I was like, oh, I like this word. Um, <laughs> the, cloak, the cloak of black martyrdom. So I'm going to let you yes. explain what that means. Okay. So, well, we were talking about um, the baby, the 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 pocket thug who has come to wreck all of our lives, um, and apparently, you know, he's in trouble. He's in more trouble again. Like I don't even know what for this time. Uh, you know, he killed somebody at Walmart. I guess um, the video from that killing finally came up, and it doesn't look 
like as much as self-defense or whatever. And people are talking about it. And uh, he said something along the lines of, well, you might as well, it was it with all the, the hate that you're putting on my name, you might as well hang me. And it was a very visceral emotion that I felt when I read that because I thought to myself, see, this, this is literally the cloak of black martyrdom. You have done something fucked up. You have done something wrong. You literally kill somebody. <laughs> but in quote unquote self-defense with like the biggest question uh, quotation mark. Um, and let's be honest, you've decided to basically get, especially the older generation of black people on your mind by saying something that has that is very visceral to the senses. You might as well hang me. So holding you accountable is equivalent to lynching. Do you see where the problem fucking lies? Do you see where this is an issue? <laughs> Tory Lane said something very similar to that with the whole Megan situation. It's like, y'all might as well. Uh, I'm like, girl, once again, because on this podcast, we hold every motherfucking body accountable. We drag white people. We drag homophobia. We drag hoteps. We drag cishead black men who do some fucked up. We drag, me and Sydney drag each other. We don't pick and choose on this podcast. And that's what's different. We're not finna sit because one white person, that's what the reason we had this whole is black people racist conversation. Because some white person said that I was racist because I said that all white people are inherently racist. And I was talking about the systemic standpoint from that. And then he was like, well, you're racist and this is why black people can be racist. That's when we had that conversation. So white folks think me and Sydney racist. Black folks think we're trying to tear down the black man for, because they're being misogynistic and all this other homophobic shit. We're not finna pick and choose. <laughs> if it hits you, it hits you. Like, honestly. And honestly, and if it does hit you, I'm glad. Because maybe this is going to be something you'll think about. Real talk. Because I, and I feel like a lot of times uh, people will take their triggered feelings and decide to go ahead and like, you know, leave us a message. Instead of like, just looking at the, look, looking at the man in the mirror. Listen to a Michael Jackson song, look at the man in the mirror. And, and stop coming at me. And I, one thing I want to say about Black martyrdom um, is the fact that this is not the first time we've seen it, right? We've seen it with R. Kelly. We've seen it with um, Bill Cosby. We've seen it with, like, people who have done, like, we know. We know that nigga did that shit. <laughs> like, we, we, are already, we already know. But for some reason, they're able to go ahead and rally, especially the older Black community, in their pocket. Um, saying like, you know, we can't let this happen to another black man. And we're just like, so, but it's okay to let something else happen to another black woman, another black little girl. Like, so, so that, that's why I say whenever we talk about like hotepism and things like that, they're not putting women on a, a, a pedestal. You know what I'm saying? They're not putting, um, uh, they're not putting, I don't know, they're not putting little babies and people who, who don't have and queer people and people who are oppressed on a pedestal the way that you would think you would be doing because you are coming from a place of privilege. More privilege than us. You'd be thinking you'd be trying to raise us up. And no, they'll just weaponize it instead in order to not be held accountable. I just want to know where this whole rhetoric of, because I hear this a lot, like when some, especially like when black women tell black men, hey, quite frankly, I'm interpreting the patterns that I see 
and it's a lot of colorism, me being a dark-skinned woman, and I hear this, and massage the war, and all this, when I talk, you listen, and all this other stuff, when they call black men out for that, then the black men will say, oh, well, you're just trying to tear down the black man, or you must be from an Asian or white supremacy because you must be sleeping with a white man. All they're doing is telling you their experiences, and you don't want to listen. You're listening to respond instead of listening to understand. I'm trying to figure out what this whole, if I'm trying to hold Black people accountable so we can move forward as a whole, not just some, but everyone. Why is me saying that, oh, well, that's answer you. you from, that's white supremacist talk. How? I'm not using divide and conquer methods, methods like you are. And I think that's not something that they ever sit with. Um, they don't actually want to look at all of the similarities. Like if we were to actually put down, hey, this is how white supremacy has been acting in America. And this is the way that you act within our community. And be like, so do you see how those things are a lot, a lot a bit the same? Can you, can you see? And a, a lot of them cannot. They cannot because they are willing in that moment, instead of, because we all recognize the oppression, but instead of trying to actually see how they can help the black community, they will weaponize their oppression. That is possible. And, in the, and I feel like in these moments, this is when we see that happen. When you see people who are caping for R. Kelly, even though they did a whole documentary about that nigga, how many black women that does he have to actually um, that, does he have to assault for you to believe that that's also a part of the black community? Because it makes me, because I'm not, I'm not understanding. Or what do they say about Bill Cosby? They were just like, well, it wasn't, they didn't, he didn't insult any black women. Okay, A, that's a lie. And B, what the fuck? <laughs> the bar is in Satan's prostate. The bar is in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Or he didn't, he, he didn't assault uh, any black women, so I don't see. Wow. So that's where we're at. <laughs> where are we? What are we talking about? Where the fuck are we? Where did you go, bitch? Like, so we're just like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's rape, but I didn't. Okay. Yeah, we're not going to do it because I feel like for me to even pretend um, that I'm going to try and understand it because I'm not going to. Um, I wonder, uh, and this is the thing, this is why we have to call it out, because a lot of times when we see white people try to go ahead and call these types of things out, they have a whole different agenda. Mm. Let's not, let, let's, let's, let's be real. When mm. they have these conversations, their, their end goal is not our end goal. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> they, they love to say stuff like, well, black on black crime, and, and, and we know that's not a thing. But when they okay. use it, it's a whole different reason as why to, why they're using it. Nigga, don't it really feel like you just windmilling inside of a room? You're just like trying to hit everybody because you're like, no, you're stupid. No, you don't can't cut talk for me. No, like what? The it's fuck? like it's like stay over there. This is black people conversation, but they love to say, well, yeah, black on black crime. Meanwhile, I don't hear them saying anything about white on white crime in Ukraine. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I said it, baby. Yeah, see, that's my song. You heard that song? I love that song. You said that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Harmless plug. But no, seriously, I feel like I feel like it's one of those things where um 
we're going to have no choice but to continue to call it out. And the, whatever people have to say is going to is just going to be what they say, because we know that when other groups call shit like this out, their goals are not the same. We're trying to dissect the issue so we can literally stop putting a Band-Aid on a broken bone. We actually want to fix the things in the Black community. And you can't fix what you don't acknowledge. This isn't tearing down your fame. How dare you talk about him? Okay, listen. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not what we're doing. I need you to, I need you to get your mouth off their dick and look at me real quick. Like I need you to, I need you to understand that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the Black community as a whole is more important than that one fucking guy. That's all. But like, I just feel like y'all just quit the tear down a black man. Like, all you gotta do is submit and shut up and do what they say. Like, for example, R. Kelly, like, his music is still good at the end of the day. And I feel like we should separate the music from the artist. So I don't give a fuck. He can rap as much as he want, as long as it ain't me. Because again, I think his music is good, but we ain't gonna talk <laughs> about why. Yeah. We we went down such a dark path. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> You might as well what just say else? you don't care, girl. Just say you don't give a fuck. Instead of saying, well, y'all just gonna tear him down. Just say his music is still good. I don't give a fuck what he did because it wasn't me. And I'm a pick me. Yeah. Honestly, it's really what it is. It's what it boils down to. Um, ooh, we got some messages. Ooh, oh my god um i appreciate y'all bringing this in because i don't i was sitting here wrapping my brain around what the hell to call this energy because it's so like ah, especially it's, it's it's specific to black men i'm just gonna have to say it it's specific to y'all why do y'all feel like every time you being held accountable it, it, it's time to be like mm, y'all taking another black man down like what the hell what? <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't ready <laughs> for her black man voice. That was. I awesome. love her. I love her impersonations. I live. <laughs> oh, shit. I was still that. Get your mouth on they dick and look at me real quick. Oh, <laughs> that's gold. That is gold. Oh my god. This is why I love y'all. <laughs> Oh man! Oh yo, y'all niggas got me crying in here today. Oh man! Uh, but um, yeah, people like the baby, R. Kelly, uh, what's that nigga name? Uh, Trey Songs, all these other problematic, problematic ass motherfuckers look like a bad person all on their own. No one's making them look any worse than how they make themselves look. Stop doing reckless shit thinking that you're going to get away with Basta. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. That's just the way it is. Facts. Oh my goodness. And I um, and I also think that uh, the only reason that this really is a topic to begin with is because of the fact that um, we have people doing dangerous things with this type of rhetoric, like um, upholding people like Trey Songs. And I remember, um, I think his name is Rory. He used to be on a podcast with Joe Budden. And he was like, and he has got a whole nother podcast, which I don't listen to, but I enjoyed the clip. Uh, but he said, um, Trey Songs, real talk, when his documentary comes out, and it's not going to be if, it's when, it's going to be so much worse than Bill Cosby's ever was. And I was like, 
Oh, fuck me. When I say that gave me chills. Because did anybody see the R. Kelly? Did, I, I, like, if you saw the R. Kelly, to hear worse? I did not see that. You didn't see it? Oh, it was there. It was I, there. I saw you clips just, of oh, it. You just it. Yeah, I saw you clips just couldn't. Of it. But I just couldn't. Like I'm not trying to. I don't want to contribute. I just don't want to. I just don't want to look at that. Like again, um, and this is how we. I keep saying cancel culture does not exist. So when y'all quit to tear down R. Kelly, cancel R. Kelly, y'all trying to cancel Dave Chappelle, they still getting deals. Dave Chappelle got four new Netflix specials coming out. Kevin Hart got more Capital One commercials. All this other shit. They cancel Bruh. culture doesn't exist. It only affects the people who are marginalized. And quite frankly, black women as Chrisette Michelle. But these black men saying all this fucked up shit, they'll be okay. I promise you. Will Smith will be okay. Yeah. Chris Rock will be okay. All these people will be okay. Because, again, they got money. <laughs> yeah, no, like, seriously. I mean, that's why I'm really not trying to worry about those, like, those people. Like, I really don't. And the fact that you are willing to is not, it's not my problem. <laughs> like, it's just not my problem. And that's really what it is. Um, the next the next topic that I do want to go ahead and uh, move on to, hold on really quickly. I'm trying to upgrade Zoom and look at topics all at the same time. <laughs> uh, sorry. Did you want so, to do the, the uh, love languages one or the manosphere one? Uh, let's do the, the manosphere one um, because, ooh, yeah. So, um <laughs> The uh, the manosphere delusion part infinity because it feels like we're just going to continue to do this. So I want to say that we have kind of uh, uh, we're still coming off of the era of men with microphones. Um, we're still very much in the thick of it. We still have Kevin. Um, oh God, what's his chicken nugget head ass nickname? Um, what's his name? Um, <laughs> not chicken, no, sorry. <laughs> my bad. I forget I'm not talking to myself here. Um, uh, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Uh, right. The one with the really tight suits. Um, and I feel like the issue that I'm having, again, is the rhetoric is dangerous. So the times that, you know, certain people are finally put in their place a little bit, I'm always down for. So there's a, um, a clip that we have um because god uh fresh and is it fresh and fit yes the the podcast with uh the nigga with the really long nose yeah and his hairline running away from his face like he's scared that one massage the war podcast there you go that's what i'm talking about so we're just gonna go ahead and play that little uh, clip just because i feel like everybody should feel the same (laughs) satisfaction that i felt Men and women are not the same. Women like attention. Men want sex. So my thing is, a man is capable of having sex with other women while still loving his girl the same. You're actually saying that in a relationship, it's okay for men to go and explore other options, but we have to be happy with you and not explore options. Absolutely. Close on your end, open on my end, and I think this should be honest between the two. (laughs) Why? Why would anyone agree to that? You you can't just go throwing that thing around. I spoke spoke to Dan. I spoke to Dan Dan Balsarian 
Yeah, I'm sick of you asking to finish your long, boring answers that are the same answer every time we ask you a question. Even Dan Balserian last week you don't told me to my face, so f***ing what, clown? Here you are on the show. I can turn you off as well. Just turn these clowns off. See you, fellas. Grow up. Ring us back when you're 30 and you've got half a brain. You're not running around being led by your own dicks. Bye-bye. See, See you ya. later. Turn Bye. them off. So, Fresh and Fit Podcast. So, breaking news, people. Apparently, it's okay for men to cheat because hear me out, y'all. Men are not emotional, so it's okay for men to cheat now. But women, you better not cheat or it's just over because y'all too emotional. And y'all, that's not fair for the men and their and their masculinity. So, girl, Sydney, what you got to say, girl? So fucking what, clown? Like, yo, <laughs> when I say that did everything for me, okay? Like, I don't know about you, but I was just like, and why is it more insulting with like a um for for with an with an Australian accent? Tell me why that was so much worse. I was just like, damn, I felt like I got hit, but in the best way. This crazy. I, I feel like I don't know if they do this. I don't know if Fresh and Fit does this for like trolling shit or or you know what? He might actually mean this shit because at this point, the shit that I've heard, he might actually believe that as a quote unquote man, I should be able to cheat on my spouse because since I'm not emotional and I don't know how to have control over my horny ass dick, I should be able to have sex with him. But you better not have sex with any man or cheat on me because you're too emotional and I'm the hair of the house and all this other shit. I don't understand. That shit don't make any damn sense to me. Just say that you are a horn dog and you don't know what to do with, with yourself. But you know what actually really kills me about this particular, just this particular subject is the fact that they really are under the guise that we are the more emotional ones, but you're the one who's going to get upset if I fuck other people because you're fucking other people. Do we see how that doesn't make any fucking sense? And let's be honest, a lot of the men are emotional. They just call it passionate when they get upset. They, oh, he's passionate. No, he's emotional too. He's being emotional because you're calling him out. And also, um, they, I feel like for men, I guess the only emotion that is okay for them to have is anger. So that's not looked at as emotional. But when you throw your game control remote and it's sticking out of the wall next to my <laughs> forehead, I want to say that you're being a little emotional. Can I say that? Is that better? A little emotional? Girl, they be the main ones punching the damn wall and throwing their Xbox out the window. Well, that's usually white men, but I'll be seeing some black men. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I've listen, especially over some Madden, I have seen some niggas go ahead and turn into Tasmanian devils. Like I've seen a whole nigga turn into Rumpelstiltskin, like he's trying to split himself in two. I'm like, sir, are you okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> you can play some of the messages. Yes. Right, like, I want to see what happened to these victims so they can get their acknowledgement, but I don't want to get a nigga any more fucking money. Like, who does those go to? Exactly, actually, who do those proceeds go to if we're talking, who, like, who made this documentary about this pedophile mm. and and is making money off of this still? It still feels mm. wrong that it's being even monetized, that somebody's trauma and stuff like that but see we watch true crime and their and their struggles are monetized too technically but still like who's the money going to i don't want to watch that motherfucker
Yeah, I haven't watched that mm-hmm. one. I haven't watched. I haven't watched the Dave Chappelle. I haven't watched the Kanye West. I'm not watching that shit. Dave Chappelle and Kanye West do not have documentaries about them in that way, Aaron. <laughs> I know, but they still get in my fucking nerves. <laughs> he just, he was like, just a, you know how fucked up. <laughs> Aaron was like, honorable mention. But no, um, so. You can't I, tell the black <laughs> I feel like if you decide to do things that are going to harm the black community, that I have full rights to be able to hold you accountable. And also knowing that you're not going to get canceled. Stop saying that you're going to get canceled because no matter what, everybody is okay. The only reason that we can even say R. Kelly Wood is maybe canceled is because he's still in jail because Bill Cosby got released, everybody. So uh, I just want to make sure everybody knows. And I feel like the only reason why um, R. Kelly is still in jail is because there's so much of it on video, although that seemed not to matter in 2004. Anyway. People were saying that that people still to this day saying, even after they seen the video, I don't think that was him. Like, that's the thing. Y'all be photoshopping Mm -hmm. stuff nowadays. That ain't him because he do have like people that like to dress up as him and stuff. And they do be like porn stuff and like role play videos out there. So that ain't him that was pissing on that little girl. You make it sound like we reenacted a Tyler Perry movie for that ass. That was really him, bitch. Right. Serenity. So sad. Girl, oh, and you posted that link, sis. So, I've seen this before, and I actually made a whole live about this before. Personally, and that's the thing, I'm sorry, I used to love India, but I discovered she was a pick-me after this whole entire fucking situation. Um, It's crazy because I expected, you know, Lil Dirk to call out, you know, her personality, her wifey material, the amazing things she does. And it's only because of her body count. Her body count that she could have even lied to Lil Dirk about, honestly. Um, And she was okay with that. She was saying, yep, that's the only reason why. Yep, that's okay. It's okay because my little body count, I, he can easily find all my character, like my characteristics in another bitch, but he's still with me. So, well, because my little body count, it was just like, bitch, you're a pick me. And she was saying, y'all are mad because y'all ain't got no man. Ugh, it's so sad oh and disgusting. Yo, listen, and I just wanted to let you know, bitches, you dusty bitches. When, when this pick-me rhetoric that you guys decide to use, being like, well, I can fuck, and I can cook, and I can clean, and that's why I'm an asset. I just want to let you know, I, I can pay people for that. What else you got? There we go. Love y'all. <laughs> oh, you have to do? It's just shut up and listen. When he talks, you listen and just open your legs when he's ready and just cook and submit because that's what the Lord says and it's God, <laughs> then man, then woman. So just do what he says and like cook. May the Lord open. May the Lord <laughs> open ass bitches. Okay? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to do this with you. <laughs> Under his eye. Okay? Stop it. Stop it. Um... And I don't even think they know how scary they sound because I hear that rhetoric on a regular basis. But you know how we were talking about the same thing with white people. Guess what? This this manosphere delusion doesn't continue without bitches to back it up. It doesn't. Why do you think it's infiltrating our communities and my fucking Tinder inbox? (laughs) Like, 
that's the reason why because this shit is spreading like leprosy um oh uh, we have more messages <laughs> i didn't see hold on call me back when you're not led by your own dicks dicks oh my god no that clip is gold though <sighs> so glad somebody said some shit to them but oh i just seen an actual clip too um about one of them uh the one uh, the only one that talks because the other one don't even really talk but um some sugar babies were on their show and it was it's ironic because he goes to the sugar baby sites and then call these women gold diggers so it's like what do you do why do you even pay a subscription to to have sugar babies just so you can tell them that they're gold diggers like you what are you doing sir what are you doing and I, okay aaron did you see that clip did you see the clip that she's talking about okay so i i saw the clip that you are that you are talking about and when i say i saw that shit, and she was like this man is in my inbox like telling me that i'm such a terrible person i'm like but you're on the website so you're paying 40 dollars a month and you know what this man breaks out with I'm not paying you though. It's $40 to you. And now you know that I don't pay for bitches. And I was just like, yeah. but you pay the website for access to bitches. Oh. <laughs> I don't. So, yo, and the worst part was, this is how I know some of these, these uh, some of these men are to pick me as bitches too. And they're just like, oh, yo, that's right, King. I'm just like, oh my God. Like I didn't, like I knew, like I knew, but now I know. Oh my goodness. Uh, it's Marcel. I just, my thing when I hear dudes talk like that, I, I wonder about their, their mother. I wonder what type of woman they, they came from. If, if this was something that was learned in the home, if they even had a dad, you know, <laughs> I mean, where, where is this coming from? It just makes me wonder about like the upbringing but especially um, when they talk like this and they get to, you know, talking in this way about your mother or your sister or God forbid, you know, if you have a daughter, like, is this the same type of shit you finna be cool with that a dude just gets to swing that dick around even though he is with your, um, with your seed? Because I highly doubt it. Uh, it's just, so it's, I'm still blown away by that because the fact that he was like, well, since women are more emotional, they should not be yeah. able to cheat. But men can because we're not emotional, so we won't get attached. But we have more needs when it comes to our sex. Girl, I'm trying to make it make sense, but you can't make sense out of nonsense. It's a mess. I, I just want to go up to all of their podcasts and be like, isn't this some fatherless behavior? Tisk, tisk, tisk. I was really hoping that you guys, if you guys, maybe if you had a man in the you would understand that your dick is gonna fall off and you need penicillin the way that you're going. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to, to put that out it's there. It's like, girl, y'all uh, doing this and wonder why your dick turned green. Continue. <laughs> like you put a bad piece of silver in there. Like you, got, you came in contact with a fucked up penny. You got a problem, sir. Anyway, <laughs> serenity. But you know what? I don't really like Brittany Rayner either because she's a whole weirdo. Wasn't she watching... Wasn't she trying to mess with that footballer and she went to his high school games or something like that? I don't know if it was college. 
or high school games, but she's been watching him, and I don't like her either. I don't like Brittany either, but I definitely agree with her on this part. I'm just sick and tired of women willing to minimize their whole entire life because of oh, I want to have a baby, and that's all I use. That's all I'm used for. Or oh, well, I'm just supposed to have a law body count and, and be men's like little bitch. Just like girl, you are a beautiful woman. I want to be described more than just, oh, tight pussy, low body count. Because there's more to me than that. The fuck? Bruh. And and, and listen, uh, what, you know what? Before I say anything, what do you think of Brittany Renner? Or, or what do you know? Or what do you, what do you? I'm not going to lie. I honestly didn't know who she was. <laughs> <laughs> I said, girl, who was that? Oh. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> That's why you were so quiet when I said the article. You're like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> so um, Brittany Renner is, you know, basically famous for, um, uh, I guess at this point, I guess she, they, they, they say that she's famous just for sleeping with, uh, with uh, football players, but I feel like she's really famous for the rhetoric that she has in reference to sleeping with football players. And um, this is what I have to say about that. We literally, especially in society, especially when we are looking at white and Hispanic women, we look at them and they are groomed to um, get a husband. Um, I, I listen, I literally know one, like one of a, a person who I knew for a long time, she wanted to go to college, couldn't afford it. And she went to her parents for help. And they said, well, uh, we can't help you. I guess you got to get married. And I was like, what? Mm. Nigga, how do you, that, they don't, listen, that don't equal. What you mean? Like, <laughs> like I thought we were gonna start crowdfunding or something. <laughs> who's who's putting <laughs> down for a loan? Right. <laughs> a husband, that seems like a lot. But then she was explaining to me that in her culture and a lot of people, uh, and especially for um, a lot of Hispanic culture, that it is absolutely normal for them to get older. Yes, you go to high school, they want you to get good grades, obviously, but you're tr- but basically you're trying to make yourself more attractive for a man so you can catch a good husband and then you can go ahead and have a household. So this is the thing. I'm not about to go ahead and shit on um, Brittany Renner for conditioning that other people are are not looked at for. Because we don't look at uh, white and Hispanic women who have just been housewives their entire life Mm. or only want to have a baby as like, oh, you're fucked up. Oh, you're a gold digger or you're whatever. We don't know what games they was blowing their titties at. We don't know what they was doing in order to catch their husbands. We don't know. And I just don't want to go ahead and be like, Oh, Brittany Renner is so much lower for this kind of thing. Because in all actuality, she's taking advantage of uh, Black men with low IQs. And I don't really think that I care that much about her victims. I think that's what it is. Mm. And this whole, like, I noticed going, I noticed that men do this, like, oh, she's a gold digger. It's, It's like, so when she's making, like, less than you and she asks you for something, what more do you want from me? I'm I'm the head of this house. You got a roof. I'm doing all these things already. What more do you want? And then as soon as the woman makes more than the man, oh, now it's a competition. I feel emasculated and I can't, I I just can't do all these things. And it's, Mm -hmm. so it's like, girl, she's damned if she does, she's damned if she don't. And you know what the excuse that they'll use for that? They'll say, well, um, especially black women, they get really mean when they're the ones ruling things. And I'm just like, yo, as a black woman who I, I was, and I, I, I gotta say, 
it was, I don't know if it was pick me behavior or whether I was just stupid or whether those two things are synonymous, but there was, um, uh, there were men that I was with who I completely took care of financially. I know, hang your head. It is so sad. I, I, I'm RIP for that piece of my pride. Right. And I remember going out of my way to make sure that they didn't feel a way about the fact that I was paying for things. You know, I was doing the, listen, they actually really should have felt pretty bad about it because I would give them my card before we walked into the place for dinner so they could give my card to the waiter so it looked like he paid for it, but it's my name on the card. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid! Because I was afraid of like, well, I don't want to go ahead and make him feel bad because that's not the reason why I'm with him. I'm not with him because of he has money. I'm with him because it's it's him. I just like him, whatever the case is. And <laughs> I just want to say how fucking how fucking sad that was for us both. Okay. Um, and I think the reason why it was not sad, not because I was actually paying for things, because I don't, because uh, to be real, when you're in a relationship, I, I should want you around. I shouldn't be like, oh, I can't break up with this nigga. Otherwise, I can't make rent on the fifth. That's not how it should go. I promise you it's not. Right. Message. Child, most women I talk to, um, don't get me wrong, there's still some who want marriage and things like that. But even myself, like the whole like family thing was like an exit plan in case I like totally failed in my, in my dreams in life. And I mean, thankfully, I found a partner who supports those. So now I get the family and still get to chase my dreams. And you know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, it's, 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 it's more of an exit plan because, um, Lots of dudes suck today. <laughs> they be on some crazy weird shit. Um, and then my whole thing too is when we talk about marriage and stuff, especially like when we talk about like black women, like, oh, y'all aren't getting married. You're the least desirable. So that means that we're not a part of those high ass divorce rates then. And then if we're mm. going to break it down by generation, according to the U.S. Census, like what, 2021, 2020, ages uh, 55 to like maybe late 60s were what? Uh, really high with the divorce rate so uh, so we preach marriage but apparently not longevity we try to put down our women in, in our race but apparently something is going wrong with with everyone who is married with the older generations especially because it's not our generation that's just popping rings on motherfuckers so there's that but they don't want to talk about that child Girl, they ain't ready for that conversation, child. I have heard of Brittany Renner as being someone who was, uh, I guess, an active hypergamist. Um, but I, I'm similar to you, Sid. I'm, I'm just, I'm just not going to be really mad at her because there's a part of me that, at this current time, um, is not able to not disconnect the act of a hypergamist or toxic women. Um, them not being a kind of byproduct and a result of what happens when you have a patriarchal society society that puts men and their needs and their wants and their desires and their fantasies, even how even as ridiculous as they can be, when you put those on the table, you're always going to have things um, develop or rise out of, uh, out of response to that or out of rebuttal to that. So I just say, go ahead, Brittany Renner, get on, tear them men up, because that's ultimately what men somewhere along the way asked for. That's what they demanded. That's what they structured the society be for to, to be. So go on and get it. At least when it comes to me, at least how Brittany Renner and navigates. It's it's probably. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna read some of this article. Um, 
socialite Brittany Renner recently sat down for a chat with the ladies of the Know For Sure podcast and called out rapper Lil Durk. For comments he previously made about his fiance's India Royale, low body count. As previously reported last month, Lil Durk, born Dirt Banks, found himself at the center of a heated discussion after he seemingly revealed that India Royale's low number of sexual partners is one of the reasons he decided to pop the big question. He states, she ain't been passed around. It was like her body count. That's what really did it. End quote. Following his comments, some people took to the internet to weigh in on what was said, and now Brittany Renner is sharing her piece as well. While chatting with podcast hosts B. Simone and Megan Brooks about relationship deal breakers, Renner said, We gotta go here. The one that likes the, that India doesn't have a lot of bodies and hasn't fucked anybody in the industry, but how many kids you got out of wedlock? She then continued, because again, that's the thing. I don't really want to get on the subject, but I didn't like that. I didn't like that. You like her because not a lot of industry men have dealt with her. When Megan Brooks said that the quote-unquote rumors rapper's comments were at least honest, Renner replied, I can respect the honesty, can't respect the hypocrisy. That's all. Quick and to the point. Um, and, and this is the thing. I feel like a lot of people... Um, like I said, I understand that we feel like Brittany Renner, I guess on a whole, is not the most moral person on the face of the planet. And my whole thing is like, she's not, she does not have a gun to any of these niggas' heads. I need everybody to stop. Um, I feel like we make men like infants when we put them and when we come to situations like this. Like, oh no, the big bad gold digger came and got you. Oh no, I can't believe you have to pay child support. Oh no, like even with Will Smith, oh Jada, she's controlling his mind. Like it's very weird yeah. how we try to make make them <laughs> little boys. It also says, um, this isn't the first time that Renner has shaken the table during a podcast interview. Earlier this year, she went viral for calling out Fresh and Fit podcast hosts for misogynistic comments they previously made. She said, quote, so what makes you special then? What do you gain from telling girls that they're not special? How does that make you feel? I mean, I know everything is a joke, but I'm asking you a real question. So how does that make you feel? Because if I say you're a bitch ass nigga, that does something for me, right? If I insult you or if I tell you you're not special, you're forgettable. What does that do for me? She then continued. But I'm saying, if I say that again, you're forgettable. That's why I didn't want to do your guys' podcast. Forgettable. Hate the setup. The name is underwhelming. I didn't really see the value in it. She dragged the fuck out of their asses. I, I still, girl, that was a moment to remember. Because it's like, damn. I also wish black women would just stop going on their dumbass podcast to begin with. Because again, it's, they only have relevance because of misogyny war. And like tearing is down black women. Black? Is she? I mean... I don't you know, know what, what she is this up. week. I'm gonna have to do that. I be, I'm gonna have to do some I have research. To look it up. I feel bad now, like because I, I don't because I honestly I, I don't know. She looks like somebody that Nick Cannon would be with, so I don't know. Oh my god! Like what percent? Sorry, you know what? Never mind. Never <laughs> mind. I'm sorry. I, I keep on digging a new look, hole. Let me put myself back on you. Yeah. At this point, if you're not optically black, I'm not really. She's racially. I don't know what she is this week. I'm gonna have to do some research on it. Child, little dirt look like a boiled egg. It's old, crusty little pants. Like, ugh. I can't stand that body count shit. It's just embedded in so much misogynoir. And then the idea of even asking someone that, it's just, 
it's a violation to me because you don't know what nobody went through and what they experienced and how they even measure that so to even try to do that shit to black women specifically because I, I noticed that that's that's something that started in our community it's it's disgusting and it just goes into the whole idea of the jazabel and just the over sexualization of black mm. people period it's just <sighs> corny yeah mm-hmm. no i don't like britney just not because of her culture or what she does but because bro was like 18 at the time and she was going to his high school games and she was dating him or whatever and people were calling, calling her a predator and all this other stuff. But I'm like, why don't you focus on the male predators? That's the reason why I had to live about her. Because it's like, oh, when you guys finally get one example of a female predator, that's the reason why I don't like her. Not because of what she does. I don't give a fuck if she fucking all these football players and all this other... Because we already know what comes with them. Usually domestic violence and abuse. Uh, cough, cough. But, you know, like, I just don't like her because of that. But her culture sis go get your money but that's also kind of sad i definitely know a lot of you know latina girls who also just live their life for marriage and it's just like sis there's more to you but oh well oh yo i'm sorry i'm blown i'm fucking blown right now she was going to somebody's high school game yeah ah yeah yeah did not know (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, the ghetto. I feel like us as black women, unless you didn't get through that stage, I feel like all of us at least had one nigga where they were saying, can you pay off my phone bill, please? Can I get a hundred dollars to did it? Like, I feel like all of us black women at least had one boy mm-hmm. like that. Like, always asking for money, couldn't pay for nothing. I feel like it's a stage for us, honestly. And that's that. <laughs> yes. that's so, yes. That tells you something. But when we bring up why, you know, this is why black women are leading financially in households and child care. Um, don't be upset because it's the truth. Mm. Absolutely. Period. Fletch. Good morning, Erin and Shay. Good morning, listeners. Oh, definitely enjoying this topic. I actually just came out of a room with the lovely Danielle. Um, pretty much asking is um how do how do heterosexuals feel about being brainwashed? What are and brainwashing uh potentially the kids? I think this is great to to jump into here because heterosexuals act like they haven't been brainwashed to think a lot of crazy things about how they need to navigate through the sexual spaces, mm-hmm. how they see their genitalia, because it's not working out and it's looking silly. Ugh. But anyway, love you guys. Enjoy these conversations. Love you, girl. The manosphere is the Thunderdome. Gone, men. Gone and get some since y'all wanted it to be that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, glad she, I'm glad she said that, girl. They ain't Because I know they're not ready for the conversation of sexuality and gender being the spectrum. They ain't ready for that. I'm 100% straight. If I told them that it's actually it's no such thing as being 100% anything when it comes to sexuality, they will lose their shit. <laughs> they would cry in the car. They would cry in the car. They would cry into their toupees and all of their Beijing would be running down their beards and shit. It would be terrible. Not Beijing. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yes, Serenity. That's why I call the build a bay phase. 
<laughs> well, we are building bays for other people, helping them out, paying their phone bills, going based off the potential, which is a fucking delusion, um, doing struggle love shit. And then when they get what they need, they do. I'm still in that. Build a bay. Build a bay workshop. Bruh. <laughs> messed up it's myself child um and I, I stand by this when i say this that men are are uh, more emotional than women i'll put it that way um more emotional than women when we look at like gun violence especially when it comes to violence you know what i'm saying that's that's their coping mechanism when we look at gun violence i had a motherfucker tell me that women shouldn't carry because we're too emotional but when you pull up the stats Men are the ones killing themselves, killing everyone else, killing kids, going shooting up movie theaters, just doing all types of dumbass shit. You know what mm. I'm saying? In the hood, just shooting. I, yeah, y'all, y'all are overly emotional. Just, just, and I don't want to say that like it's a bad thing, but I think that they have um, a real issue with controlling, uh, in a healthy manner, their emotions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. like girl. They are like, how many wars? We are seconds away from, from a nuclear war. Like, <laughs> like no, seriously. I can't believe that, that it was even something that was said. But I was also saying, you're right. There's nothing wrong with being emotional. But we've never taught men to regulate their emotions. We have constantly told uh, women and femme people, you need to regulate your emotions so you don't get killed by men. So we are the regulators of emotion. But they never really had to learn, I feel like. I feel like that wasn't a lesson they had to deal with. They think regulating their emotions means I'm feminine or that makes me gay. No, it does not. <laughs> it just means that you're human. That's Talking stuff out. The fuck wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> what? A real man. I can't be doing that sissy stuff because I, no, I ain't no bitch. Not only was that misogynistic, but girl, it's giving you need therapy. Like, girl, let's get some help. Look, Are you okay? Your soul off. <laughs> Period, Marcel. And when I talked about black men and how they should be able to handle their emotions, or just men in general, they were saying we we don't need that though. What about men for the military? Like, we need them to be like, you know, emotionally like strong and not like cave in and be able to take torture and stuff we don't need men to do that like it's just like so y'all like it the way it is now i'm confused oh ugh, men are men are y'all already know <laughs> i don't even have to say it let me tell you because this is what i would hear as to reasons why men don't like to express emotions you want me to do it in my nigga voice my trade voice my straight nigga voice Oh, please do. Hold on. Let me get, let me wear my panties. Okay, here, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Because <clears throat> I would hear this dumb ass shit. So, like, I feel like as a man, I can't be, uh, I can't be too emotional because I have to balance it out for my bitch. I mean, my girl. And I got to make sure that she okay. So if she emotional, I have to make sure that I'm stable. I can't express that because we ain't going to have no order in the house. And I believe, like, God chose me to be head of the house, right? You know what I'm saying? So, like, <laughs> I can't have her. I can't show that signs of emotion because that's a sign of weakness. And then she already weak, so I got to be strong for her. You know what I'm saying? I would hear dumbass shit like that. That shit don't make any damn sense. That is the stupidest <laughs> shit I ever heard. 
And I just, <laughs> I'm sorry, let me get hold of myself. But I also just want to say how backwards that sounds because then you will dedicate whole podcasts to being like, women can't take our emotions seriously. Don't ever talk to a woman about your emotions. Nigga, which one do you want? No, seriously. Do you want to be so strong mentally? Which, by the way, tell me why actually exploring and dissecting your emotions are weakness. I have no idea. To tell me how that's going to make you not equipped for ba- like they don't okay. because I guess what now in the world it's like for some reason society has equated emotional being emotional to femininity and we already in the society view femininity as weakness for whatever reason mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I can't be emotional because that's going to make me look bad in front of my homeboys or whatever I can't show sh- signs of that because again and that's this whole validation from niggas Y'all be playing y'all self. You acting so hard to get validation from other niggas. And we don't know how homoerotic that sounds. Girl. Listen. And you know what? Um, so we are going to have to wrap up. I want to get through some of these last messages and stuff. But um, before we do that, I do want to say, like, so, Aaron, what do, you, what do you think is going to be our combatant What's going to be our portion of the arsenal? Like, what, 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 what? Like, I'm, I, like, I, I'm tired. What, what? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, the solution to this shit? Um, it, can we call it that? I don't even know. There's <laughs> uh, so many layers to this. I think in order to cut a tree, in order for a tree to go away, we have to get it from the root and figure out where the root of all of this shit comes from when we hear shit like, oh, it's okay for men to cheat and not women. <laughs> I'm still... Woo! Shit. Uh, I think it all has to do with the root. The root. Oh, my God. We have to figure out what the and root it, is. And and I feel like the root is... um I feel like the root is white supremacy and patriarchy, but I feel like they don't want to own that, so we can't even use that to go from, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. They don't want to use they don't want to actually realize that that's something that they are mirroring. And if we can't get them to even own that part, we can't even get them to see to say, well, this is why that's damaging. Because as far as they're concerned, we're giving them a whole mirror and they'd be like, nigga, that's not me. Sounded like Shaggy. Like just straight up. Like <laughs> what what what? Yeah, that mirror. Call, that mirror calls them out and they don't like the mirror. They want the mirror to be cracked just like when we put white, uh, we put a mirror in front of white folks. Well, I'm not, that ain't me and my best friend's dog is black and I love the niggas. I mean, black people. And all. <laughs> yeah, that mirror, they don't want the mirror. They want the mirror to be cracked and I mean sh- cracked as fuck. <laughs> not, uh, not even cracked. They just want you to put up a whole different picture. They don't mm. want to see themselves. They just want to see something completely different. They want to pretend that they are completely inclusive and you are, uh, and then they are allies. And and like Aaron has said on the show before, fuck an ally. I need an accomplice. Yeah, I'm, because I, feel I don't like want allyship, no more allies. Yeah, no allyship is performative, and I think we've we've seen that a lot. Um, let's get through some of these messages. Serenity, Aaron, I said you better stop. You better stop. Ah. You 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 know every time I'm gonna comment. Cut. Uh, what was that? Listen, listen, listen. It's easy for me. I tell I tell niggas like when folks be like, because I had to get a nigga to, together the other day. He was like, 
oh, I like you. You're not like the other gays. I'm like, baby, I will sit with <laughs> nigga face in a minute. I like, I can switch it easily. It both comes now. I love all my energies. Like, you can't take that away Listen. from me. Because it'll be like a tank top and some jeans, you know, some you got booty shorts going, you know, or, or and then he'll have like even the bird man, like, like a uh, hand <laughs> thing going on. I and can go boom. from, because, oh, because uh, black folks, because cis had black men be like, they be shook when I switch it up. Gay niggas came from the hood too. Like, <laughs> they keep forgetting being I, gay is nothing. We ain't from no damn, we can't move into these gay hoods like these white gay folks can. And, New York and Cal- and all Beverly Hills. We grew up in the hood just like y'all did. So when we don't be surprised, we could beat your ass and walk away with our yes, damn yeah. Louis Vuitton purse and makeup on. And and on top of that, people have to understand, especially for black gay men in the hood, of course they would know how to emulate their oppressors, which in the hood would be black cis head men. Just gonna put that out there. Just put that together. So I had to say it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's Marcel. Yeah, and that's my thing too. They want the freedom to unlearn how to not be like this brick wall when really they're like scared, unhealed children on the inside, but don't want to give women who've also been brainwashed, you know what I'm saying, and taught that men aren't supposed to cry in this. They don't want to give those women space to unlearn that behavior as well. And that is what pisses me off. Mm. That was the wrong answer, Aaron. I thought it was guillotines. Guillotines. <laughs> oh, always. I'm surprised I ain't episode. I used to say that every I, episode. Listen, Eddie, we were about to close out. I was about to end the show and be like, Aaron, for the first time, we did not talk about guillotines. I'm proud of you. Here, Eddie, come. Here, Eddie, come. <laughs> Thank God you, Eddie. It, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, fuck the system. Guillotines for everybody, bitch. Ain't no reformin' over here, bitch. Fuck with respectability <laughs> politics. Guillotine these motherfuckers. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. We got to make a bounce sound uh, to, to that sound. Um, But, yes. Yes. <laughs> guillotine, everybody. Guillotine, guillotine. Let's guillotine. go. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop. Anyway, so... I, I do have to go ahead and get to work and, you know, um, Aaron got to get out of here as well. Um, but I, as usual, I just want to um, thank everybody for uh, coming in and always participating with us and building our community. And if there's any new people, what's up? And if it's our all homies, our day ones, I just want to let you know, we definitely see you. And um, I just, I just can't wait. Period. We uh we love y'all again. We said this every episode because we see y'all be so loyal and shit. Like I love it. So like we love y'all so much. We we appreciate y'all. We do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, nine o'clock a.m. Central, ten o'clock a.m. Eastern. This is the Earth is Ghetto podcast, a platform for Black queer folks and uh, other accomplices who want to educate themselves. Um, you can follow okay. me. As, period. You can follow me and Sydney on Instagram, which is in both of our bios. And you can follow our podcast Instagram page, earth underscore is underscore ghetto underscore. And you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and Google Podcasts. And TikTok, earth underscore is underscore ghetto underscore as well. I think that's it. You got anything you want to say? Uh, nothing else except for thanks, thanking the Vays, the Bays, and everybody else for always supporting us. And we will see you in the next one. Bye, niggas and friends.